last time on Join the Party. Oh, Giga Bear, oh, Giga Bear, why'd you destroy our science? Oh, Giga Bear, oh, Giga Bear, you run on 64-bit compliance. The mummafucka almost came down, but Volcani gave you a beatdown. Oh, Giga Bear, oh, Giga Bear, those drones came out of nowhere. Oh, Lucas friend, oh, Lucas friend, I wonder where Milo went. Oh, Lucas friend, oh, Lucas friend, that sure was a big event. Good thing that Quinn actually helped and did what her big sister yelped. Oh, Lucas friend, oh, Lucas friend. Wait, is Dr. Morrow okay? I would like six weeks of Christmas carols a lot more if they were based on my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Let's get the party started. But hey, we're at the end of an arc, so let's do some leveling up, shall we? Let's do it. Yay! I'm excited for levels. Thank you. That's the enthusiasm I crave, Brandon. Please deliver that to me all the time. I'm excited for levels! Great, thank you. Good. That's very good. So here's what happened. Val and Milo, you get two levels. And Aggie, here's a secret surprise for you. Uh, You get two levels. And then I think of the days after when you're just like, you're thinking about like, wow, I can't believe... I fought a giant 8-bit bear. But then it's like, oh, no, wait, I didn't. I didn't run in and sacrifice my body against a giant bear. I used all my information and my smarts. That's what the volcano thing was trying to teach me. I don't get it. What? Yeah, I know. That's why this is not happening to my life. (laughs) So, Aggie, you get an extra year that half a level because you interacted with the golem box and you used it in part to your actual knowledge of buildings and things and you let Quinn do her thing which ultimately turned out to be a good thing you get that extra half level so you get three levels whoa level eight dang this is like dm inspiration but i want you to surprise me and i want to give you actual benefits other than advantage one time so it's just about character growth man it's just about your journey yeah Sure. I mean, I'm already perfect, so it'll never happen for me. But. That's true. Milo has a card that, that says Milo Lane, perfect boy. He does. <laughs> did he give you one? Yeah, he did. He got it. He made it on Vista Print and gave it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, All right, you know, great deals. Might as well. I'm sure you have 250 of these. He accidentally ordered 5,000. Like, it was the best deal. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I got 10% off. Only Rubes pay for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so now Milo and Val are level seven and a half. And which is just level seven, and Aggie is level eight. <laughs> Woo. So tell me uh, some of the cool stuff y'all get, and tell me your HP. So Val got two new class features. One is Feral Instinct, which gives me advantage on initiative, and I can't be surprised Ooh, in combat. Dang. That's cool. That's very fancy. And I also got a very cool Battle Rager thing called Reckless Abandon. So when I attack with Reckless Attack, I gain temporary hit points equal to my constitution modifier that is nice that's probably helpful for the tank yeah 
very Very, useful it ends when i finish raging but it is very cool do you ever finish raging though like are you just always raging i'm always in a rage like emotionally my soul always in a rage and then a hotomi's like sit down (laughs) we're watching a movie (laughs) julia what's your hp 69 nice Nice. good job proud of you nice 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 i rolled that too good i'm very proud of my dice I have 59 hit points. Still nice. Nice in a different way. My favorite part of leveling up is that I get more key points. So now I have eight to burn. And I get a couple cool monk things. So I have key empowered strikes, meaning that my punches are magic now. So my unarmed strikes count as magical for the purpose of like overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. So even if a creature is immune to non-magical attacks, I can still attack them. Nice. That's great. Yeah, I also have evasion in combat, um, stillness of mind, which means as an action, I can end an effect on myself that makes me either charmed or frightened. I'm very excited about that one. But best of all, this is the reason I chose this subclass for Aggie. It's called Emissary of Peace. So I can basically diffuse violent situations. (gasps) And the way the mechanic works is whenever I make a charisma check to either calm violent emotions or counsel peace, I get advantage. I have to do it in good faith. It can't be like either deception or intimidation. And I also gain proficiency in the performance or persuasion skill. Just checking in with Aggie. How's your charisma? My charisma, Julia, is now one. (gasps) <gasps> Yay. No Yay. negatives anymore. Are you going to become a politician, do you think? I think not, but I think I will take my proficiency here in performance because I'm already pee good at persuasion. All right. Hey, Milo, I hear you're just a druid, so I assume that this is just going to be like normal druid shit. Some plant shit. You're like, oh, look at this plant. Nice. Actually, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's all just normal druid stuff. Uh, mostly, I got some more hit points i'm up to 44 i got a level four spell slot so now i have two of my special spells which are blight and confusion um, as well as other fourth level spells and most importantly my big change is my feature called connect with the dead which basically i get to cast speak with the dead for free And when I do that, I get to roll on the revived capabilities table and there's different effects like I get to learn a language of my choice or learn a proficiency or gain proficiency on a saving throw or cast one spell at my highest spell slot for free. Um, So various things like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I get to be like Haley Joel Osman and and see dead people. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, so Volcani and the Preserver talked to Channel 7 and a Half News, cleared everything up. The museum is safe. Canonical person in Lake Town City, Jake, Julia's husband, is getting the <laughs> construction of Momofovica down, and it's getting repaired after nearly falling over. The snow plows came through. People can drive once again after the great blizzard of 20XX. I need to let you know that I told him that after that session. And he's like, yeah, that's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, before we go into Christmas time and what happens there at the end of December, do you, any of you three, want to tie up any particular loose ends? No, I think Aggie's only things that she wants to accomplish are buying a couple last minute gifts and figuring out what she's doing for Christmas. Wonderful. That sounds good. Val, Milo, do you have anything you want to pull on? 
Not really. I think Milo, the only thing Milo would have is like the opposite of pulling on a thread of like Milo's just avoiding <laughs> having to talk to Lucas. I don't think he's seen much of Lucas in the intervening days and he's purposely avoiding his texts and calls. Yes, that's a great question. Why don't you make a charisma check for me? Okay. Nine minus one for eight. <laughs> okay. So you are intentionally avoiding Lucas, for sure. You're not, like, responding to anything. Hey, you notice um, Apple's been sending a lot of links in the group text between the four of you. Is he just, like, dropping, like, oh, man, I wonder if I'm going to get this for the holiday season. Oh. No, it's it's not even like it's not even like presence, which you would assume that's something Apple would do, or like hack into your computer and put it in your downloads. So you, they're like, "What's this?" They're like, "Oh, like trying to incept you in your computer." No, Apple's like posting links to funny and stupid videos and posting those like terrible clickbaity articles that are nothing, hmm. and just like really trying to blow up the group chat. A, a lot, lot of average bear stuff. Yeah, lots of average bear stuff. Interesting. Well, I think Milo has put the group chat on Do Not Disturb now because uh. he's trying to avoid <laughs> the problem because it's Milo and he's bad at solving problems. <laughs> nice. Hey, everybody. If this is your first episode, great characterization of Milo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Val, was up? I don't know. I think Val is kind of keeping an eye out for family drama right now sure 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 but also spending a lot of time kind of like in between hanging out with hitomi and spending time with their mom wonderful why don't you make a uh charisma check as well for me cool just straight charisma straight up a 19 plus 2 wonderful 21 yeah on december 23rd you get a knock at the door can you remind me again how Val gets presents from their dad? It's an Amazon wish list, I feel like. That's right. It was Amazon wish list. Did you add anything particular, like a like a Christmas item, as if this was Toys R Us and it had to be the biggest thing on the page? Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure. I feel like they put on maybe some, again, Tommy's been showing them a lot of anime lately, so I feel like there's like a box set of something that they wanted to get to impress her. Oh, but yeah. maybe that and also like a palette of like really good organic San Marzano tomatoes Ooh. <laughs> like from Italy. Wow. Ooh, that's a that's... good choice. Can that fit through a door? I guess you could take the crates off. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm talking about like the supermarket sized ones. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like a shipping pallet. And I was like, no. holy shit, are you going to take over the kitchen in the slice shop? Please be clear with Amanda what type of shipping <laughs> container your thing's coming. It's probably like a 24 can <laughs> sized one. So yeah, you got to knock on the door. He says, Hey, yeah, so uh, I got a package for Val V. Vesuvio. Okay, that's why would my middle name? Okay, so I'm going to open the door. There's a UPS guy standing there uh, who gives you a package. He'd be like, All right, hold on, get out of the way. And two UPS guys are coming in, wheeling in on one of those like wheelie carts. Uh huh. A five foot tall figurine of All Might from My Hero Incredible. Academia. Very, very cool. So, uh, so you're into anime? Please don't talk to me. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Side here. <laughs> inside. Uh, yeah. So inside is 
this Japanese only like special edition all of My Hero Academia with like the subs and the dubs. I don't even know where this DVD comes from because it doesn't exist in the year of our Lord, the real world 2020. The subs, the dubs, the ubs, the mubs, it's all there. <laughs> all the all the ubs, can they're I, all there. Can I just propose subs and dubs as a laundromat slash comic book store? 100%. Great. It's very good. Yeah, and you're setting it up. This is the coolest shit. And stuffed into All Might's hand is a Christmas card. Okay, I pull it out and I open it. Uh, Yeah, it's a photo of your dad with his third wife, Janine, and his three triplets, which he had with Janine. And they're all like five. Okay, guys, I'm going to write down what I think Eric is going to name these triplets, and then I'm going to ask him, (laughs) and then I will show you. Do you think I named them Huey, Dewey, and Louie? No. Yeah. Amanda yeah, wrote right. it down and he has Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Okay. Yeah. Great. I wrote Vito, Vinny, and Angela. <gasps> That's very good, That's too. Good. I just wrote Suds, Duds, and Buds. So, <laughs> Brandon, that's it. That's the that is the laundromat, anime store, and weed dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, can I that's yes and Angela into like Viola? There you uh, go. Vito, Vinny, and Viola. Vito, Vinny, and Viola. Hundred oh percent. And on the back of the card says, "From our family to you." <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I'm gonna need. Some neosporin for that burn. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> Remember where who is your family and what that means, family. And family is underlined one more time at the end. <laughs> like every member of my family does when they send cards underlining random words. Yeah, underline family. And then it says from Marco, Janine, and Triple V. So that was like written in Janine's like really calligraphy ass handwriting. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom in your dad's scrawling, indecipherable doctor ass handwriting. It mm. says, P.S., tell Minerva I say hello. Cool. And he underlines hello. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I love my dad. Wonderful. Okay, so here's a funny thing that happened a few sessions Uh-oh. ago. I asked the three of you, hey, if there's something you're, you three want to do, you want to explore, just let me know. And then you three came back with, we really want to throw a party. (laughs) Yes, we did. did. He's like, how can we make Eric talk to himself for 90% of the episode? Yeah, that was the real reasoning. And Amanda was like, hmm, I have a devious plan. It was directly after the uh, Milo friend hangout in the bowling alley. And I was like, oh, wait, what if all of these NPCs and my family and Dr. Morrow and January are all in Aki's bungalow for a holiday party? Also kiss. (laughs) No. And everyone kisses. Uh, So, yeah, let's start it. So I think what you talked about was that this was after Christmas. Yeah, I think once everybody gets past all the December holidays it's nice to sort of have an activity in that week between Christmas and New Year that lots of people take off work and school and whatever. Yeah. So I think it's probably a tradition of Aggie's just to like have the stragglers who are still at home in Lake Town City come over just to her bungalow and like do a potluck, you know, bring whatever booze you want and hang out, uh, including standing around on the back patio, like deep frying a turkey or something. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, Quinn is a definite yes. Uh, I'll probably text, you know, these guys, Dr. Morrow in January and Des in our group thread with the three of them. And just sort of say, like, you know, if if someone's around who needs a place to hang out, you know, bring them. Wonderful. 
cool. I like this. I feel like we're starting an improv scene. So, so, is, <laughs> so I think that, yeah, you text the other group thread and January is like, yeah, I don't have, really have much to do. I'll come over. That's fine. Um, Des, can you come pick me up? Uh, yeah, I, was, I was just in the area. Hold on one second. We're going to have to explain a I was talking say, rabbit to all these people. Are normal people okay with a talking rabbit? Yeah, man. It's not my. It's not my party. I'm exclude January. It's not my party. It's fine. Listen, everyone's gonna have to get used to a talking rabbit. I don't care. <sighs> That's true. Everyone loves it when it looks like I'm drinking a beer and then I do Casey at the bat. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Very cute. I guess when you have Dr. Mario as a mayor, like nothing's weird anymore. Yeah, no, you know? it's fine. I love it. I love that we're going to have to explain a talking rabbit to a lot of people. <laughs> That's fun for me. Uh, yeah, you also text Quinn and Quinn's like, hey, yeah, can I bring, I, I have a friend in the area who's just like, really, you is the school, can I bring her, bring her along? January is coming, but as long as you trust her slash she will think that it is a, a prank somehow slash she's cool staying Outside question mark, then that works. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm again treating this with way more seriousness than everybody else. Is January a secret? Like is January like should people not know about January? I don't know. I didn't know. Well, you didn't know because you had met January before, which is the same thing as like, oh, I didn't know about Tom Waits, and then I met Tom Waits and listened to his music, and then I was like, oh hell yeah. Eric, shh. Tom Waits is a secret. <laughs> Tom Waits. I think I'll check in with January and say, you know, is, is it okay if we have some friends or friends at the party? Um, in re, and then a colon, your security clearance. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, they'll really love it when I'm drinking a beer and doing... <laughs> <laughs> January, you're wonderful and a dear friend. Thank and then I, I tell Quinn yes. Hell yeah. Milo, you get a text from the group chat. And Apple's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Um, I'm not Apple, celebrating. why are you yelling on text? <laughs> so I can get my point across. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not doing anything. I don't do it because, you know, uh, 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 chosen people, Jewish, uh, uh, So, hey, you guys doing anything tonight? <laughs> Zach's already over, so we're just hanging out. But, like, uh, what are you two doing? Uh, I'm going to this uh, this shindig at, at, uh, at Aggie's place. You know, oh, for the cool. for the locals, you want to come? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Let's all go. And then Zach okay. replies with a GIF, with which is just a thumbs up. <laughs> Can y'all both bring something to this party and not just like show up and crash? Like, like I'm not saying that that's what you normally do, but like that is what you normally do. You know. <laughs> uh, Lucas responds. That is what we normally do. Yeah. Can you like bring a food or like a drink or something? Apple says. Yeah, I got some chips that I think I haven't eaten from, like, Y2K. Is that fine? Is it... Are they open already? I have to check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me clarify. Bring something that's unopened? <laughs> uh, Zach responds with the same uh, thumbs-up gif. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, order pizza to the party. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, cool. Cool, cool. Val's going to invite Hitomi and their mom. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I'll also tell the O'Hare family group chat and just like if Quinn comes over a little early to help set up or whatever, just like text them a selfie of the two of us. Cool. Love it. Um, yeah, the group text has a lot of apologies. They're like, oh, I'd love to go, but I'm doing this really strange, famous thing. 
Still in Berlin. Love yeah. you. Yeah, that's what Danny says in Berlin. You knew that. Oh. Ryan takes a photo of him and Travis Pastrana and Sean White. Mm. <laughs> sure. And it seems like they're in the air, which is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And I, I think Regan texts us like a selfie she took while on stage in like Tokyo or some shit. Regan's like busy, <laughs> uh, but also says to Quinn, Oh, uh, Quinn, uh, tell T.I. say hi. And Quinn Jeez. says, got it. Ooh. But yeah, everyone, now everyone comes through. So Aggie, you're getting ready and you're going to set up your party. Yeah. I think I just kind of push the furniture, you know, a little bit to the sides of the room, make sure the patio is uh, is clear, have any snow drifts, and um, pick up a bunch of, you know, chips and drinks and stuff at the local stewards. Wonderful. I like it. Um, Would you make a perception check for me? Gladly. 18. Okay, with an 18, so you're at the stewards and you're picking up beer and chips and stuff. And you go to the, the cashier and the cashier says, do you need any, any other help today? Uh, no, I found everything just fine. Thanks. Oh, all right. And you look up. Oh, God. This guy think- looks exactly like Clippy. I was going to ask. The bulbous nose, <laughs> the shaggy 70s hair, the he's wearing a crop top, even though it's very cold out. <laughs> Aki goes very pale and says, Clippy? Excuse me? (laughs) Hi, I'm a regular here. What's your name? Uh, you know, uh, Steven. Are you guessing? No, you just started leading by referring to me as a discontinued 90s Microsoft vehicle. I, I got confused. I was trying to say uh, cami. That's what I call camel cigarettes. Don't smoke. Um, here you go. I put $60 on the on the counter. And <laughs> Wait, so you don't want camel cigarettes? No, thank you. All right. Have a good day. If there's anything else I can help you with. Yeah, no, I throw my stuff in the car. <laughs> I text our three group chat with SOS. No, not really. Sorry. I think Clippy is a cashier at Stewart's. And then question mark, question mark. <laughs> what? Also at your house. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I like this that Val was there early and now you're like setting up. Yeah, Val showed up early with Hitomi because Hitomi insisted on getting there early. I, I love that. Yeah. And Hitomi's like, oh my god, I love your place. It's so nice. Oh, are those real are those real red wings? Like I can't even find any that fit my that fit my foot, but I have tiny bird feet because I'm a tiny bird. She has tiny bird bones. It's very cute. So while you're out of the stewards, you text Val and Val, uh, you and Hitomi are I guess are just putting stuff together. Yeah. Maybe you might be throwing together a quick pizza. I, I don't. I'm only trying to pizza assume what Val would do. setting up the bar is very important. <laughs> Wonderful. Hitomi and I brought stuff for Boilermakers. Yeah, I feel like I definitely come home and I had just a few like dusty liquor bottles like in a high cabinet in the kitchen, and now suddenly I have like a gleaming bar set up. Yeah, <laughs> but Hitomi's like, I don't even know what to put Chambord in. <laughs> Whatever you want. That's the the best part about Chambord is just tastes good with everything. Oh, babe, I love it. It's nice, great, thank you. Well, I love that. Um, and while you're setting that together, you hear uh, ding dong. And Quinn's like, Hey, Aggie, let me in. Aggie. I go and answer the door. You answer the door. I'm not Aggie. And Quinn's <laughs> like, Oh, you're not Aggie. Okay, that's fine. And behind Quinn is Taylor Swift. <laughs> what? Hey! <laughs> just, just silence out of Al staring at Taylor Swift, like, 
Do you want a Boilermaker? What? <laughs> we have Chambord? Yeah, no, I'd love... That would be so great. Thank you so much. I was just in the area. Quinn said there's going to be a party. So let's make it a party. Chambord all around. This is my girlfriend, Hitomi. I don't... Okay. Hatomi is just unfazed. She's like, oh, hell yeah. Another girl who's my height. Fuck it. <laughs> you guys are going to be best friends, and that is going to be very good for me as a person. Uh, Hatomi's just like, hey, Taylor, so if I we become best friends, is this like a, a black card situation where I get a special card to like do stuff? And Taylor's like, yes, it's exactly like that. I'm going to go make boiler makers for everyone because I can't <laughs> handle the situation. And Quinn jumps up on the counter and is like, was this a... Should I not... Should I have not done is this? I mean, Taylor just didn't have anything to do. Thank you for this gift for the holidays. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Can I get you something to drink? No, I'll just use my sticky hands and grab them. And she just grabs a beer and she just like has it in her hand. Very good, but also don't use the superpowers in front of Taylor Swift or anyone else at this party. Okay, whatever. Great. I think sushi jumps down from the top of a bookshelf and just like sits in Taylor's lap for the whole party. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Um, Yeah, Aggie, at that point, now you're coming home. So now, hey, uh, Taylor Swift's in your apartment. Quinn has done worse things to me. Um, So I I come in and I'm like, Like, wait, like what? Like, ask me to pick her up at a party and there's 14 kids and it's below zero. So I had to put them in my truck bed, uh, even though that is highly unsafe. (laughs) And also accidentally flooded our childhood home because... She was trying to uh, see how long she could use Ryan's foot to stop up a drain. Nice. Extremely <laughs> cool. I love that. Also, maybe one time she tried to get you to pick her up from a party, and you're like, okay, where? And she like drops a pin, and it's the Metropolitan Museum of Art because she's at the Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's probably also FaceTimed me in famous company to be like, how do you open a wine bottle with a key? It's like, Jeff Goldblum and I. <laughs> it's an important skill to have. Me and little Uzi Vert couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Incredible. Yeah, so yeah, Taylor Swift's now in your, in your bungalow. I walk in and honestly, the clippy thing rattled me more. So uh, I'm just going to walk in, put the stuff down and be like, oh, sick. The bar looks great. Yo, uh, what's up, Hitomi? Oh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Aggie. I'm Quinn's sister. And she's like, I'm Taylor Swift. Great to meet you. I see that Sushi likes you, and that is a, a great kind of mark of character in my book. Sushi? That is that is his name. Ah! And then she takes a photo of her and Sushi, and the next day it is the most liked photo on Instagram. <laughs> Taylor Swift introduced herself as Taylor Swift. Yes. Two names. It's either that or Tay-Tay. You're just going to have to choose one of the two. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Uh, hey, Milo, when do, you, uh, when do you show up? I assume Aggie probably set a start time that's like, you know, actually 30 to 45 minutes to an hour about when she doesn't want people to show up, like before she wants people to actually show up. I think it's like 645 right now. And I said anytime after seven. Yeah. So I think Milo would show up probably like at 715 or so. Cool. Okay. Uh, are you waiting for your other bros to show up before you go in? No, I don't think so. All right, they, cool. I mean, they're they're adults. <laughs> I don't know, man. He dropped I the don't... address. He knows what's up. Yeah. Apple really tried to make you all roll as a crew for a while. <laughs> it just never caught on. It's like, we need to go into places together all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's fine. So yeah, Milo, you come in and uh, inside is Quinn and Taylor Swift and the rest of the, assemb- the assembled people. How's Milo doing? Milo walks in. He's got like his hands full. He's got like a um, one of those like big boxes, like 18 packs of like assorted 
sours like in cans <laughs> yeah you jen because of the advent of a new city of a new city with a new hipster area genesee now makes a sour pack <laughs> <laughs> very good and like he's got like a you know like a casserole dish full of like sweet potato casserole with like this really delicious marshmallow cookie filling or oh, topping yeah, thing yeah. Ooh. uh and so he's like walking he's like hey aggie i brought some so- and then he doesn't speak for the rest of the party. <laughs> Val's just going to ply him with alcohol until they can get him talking. <laughs> I like the idea you're holding it and then Hitomi like picks one of the serving spoon from the Bon Marie and just like open, opens the casserole up and takes a scoop and be like, oh man, that's good stuff. Hi, I'm Hitomi. <laughs> Isn't she so cool? Milo just like nods. <laughs> babe, babe, this is great. We gotta get in on this. That's Milo. He can't talk right now just like I couldn't talk before. Oh, hell yeah. Man, you're never going to get Taylor's black card like that. (laughs) And she takes the casserole (laughs) and gives some to Taylor. I also like to think that Milo, in order to deflect people's interest away from him, whenever he's uncomfortable, he just like summons Tuna and like Tuna like either is on his shoulder or his head the entire time. I love that. Taylor Swift also then keeps asking you like really specific cat care questions and i just nod or shake my head yes or no (laughs) (laughs) i love it hey it's amanda every year i sort of rediscover yes how annoying it is for it to be very dark during the fall and winter and i'm like surely it wasn't this dark last year but at the same time i also remember how great flannel sheets are they're cozy, keep your toes warm, and it's just like a, a, a someone hugging you as you're sleeping in a not creepy way. So this is the mid-roll. It's Buffalo Check. Firstly, we'd like to thank each and every one of our supporters on Patreon. We're recording this in the past as the team took off last week. So we will thank everybody who has joined in the previous week and a half in the next episode. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has decided to support us with your hard-earned human dollars. You make it possible for this to be our jobs, and it's not just like a line I'm saying it's true, especially in a year as tumultuous as this one. We love talking with you every single day in our thriving Join the Party Discord chat forum, where you can get pics of dogs shaped like and named after bagels and cats shaped like loaves on the daily. There's bonus content from this campaign and campaign one. It's like two and a half years of bonus content, guys. Plus special Prezi No Reasons, like the Join the Team miniseries that is airing. Last part is coming very soon. So if you're able, please do join us for as little as five bucks a month at patreon.com slash join the party pod. And if you haven't checked your Patreon in a while, go ahead in and check your dashboard. Make sure you're on one of our new tiers. The old tiers will say old tier in the title. We made these new ones back in March, and a lot of you are still on the old ones, so you're not getting those sweet, sweet rewards. Again, patreon.com slash join the party pod. If you wish you had more multitude shows to catch up on, I have good news for you. We made a weekly friendly debate show featuring all of our multitude hosts called Head Heart Gut. Multi crew members can listen to the multitude hosts put way too much effort and research into questions like what is the best classic board game? And yes, Scrabble counts. Which course of a holiday meal is best? And of course, there is stuff related to Star Wars. Head Heart Gut is exclusively for members of the multi-crew, and that is our membership program that supports all of Multitude to help us try new things and launch new shows. Your pledge adds up to us being able to remain an independent business, making the stuff we want to make, that you want to listen to. 
So if you can, please lend us your support at multicrew.club. You can get a street team sticker pack. You can get a glittery enamel pin. It is jacket season, y'all. You need cute pins to wear on your jackets and even a signed poster in your name on an actual plaque that we have in our actual office. All of that and more at multicrew.club. We're sponsored this week by Inked Gaming. Are you shopping for the perfect gift for that special nerd in your life? Your search is over because Inked Gaming's website is full of everything you need to make their holiday season one to remember. From specially curated gift bundles to gift cards and even custom printed products, Team Inked has something for just about everyone. Do you want to get your favorite photo together printed in a tapestry forever? This is your chance. And now to top it all off, we have a code for 10% off your order. Head to inkedgaming.com slash join the party and use the code join the party at checkout for 10% off your order. That's inkedgaming.com slash join the party and the code is join the party. Finally, we are also sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. The earrings are amazing. The stuff you can hold in your hands are amazing. The bases are super, super cool. We love our minis, particularly now that they offer full color sets because I am not able to paint minis. It is a skill that I do not have and I admire everybody who does. But in the meantime, I can visit heroforge.com and design my own custom mini there today and you should too. Check back often to heroforge.com because they add new content every dang week. I promise it is very fun. You're gonna wanna check it out, heroforge.com. And now back to the show. I think at this point, like, the party is now kicked off now that everybody's ready. Uh, Val's mom comes through, and she brings uh, boob mugs for everybody. Taylor, oh, hell yeah. Hitomi and Taylor love it so much. It's so funny. I think this might be the first time my mom is meeting Hitomi. I'm not yeah, I sure. Think so. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, Smart. Yeah. Good buffer. Good buffer. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of your mom telling Hitomi really embarrassing stories of you. Uh, I remember this one time. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's Stop, a lot of that. Mom. A lot of that. Yeah, and then Des and January come through, but uh, the the sting of the assumed January is really subsumed by Taylor Swift. Yeah. So everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh hell yeah! Look, oh shit, that rabbit can do Casey at the bat! Oh my god!" <laughs> and then it's just like moved on. You know, January made everybody scarves, and Des Incredible. has like like a jug that has XXX on it, and he's like. Yeah, sometimes I just make moonshine, and I think this is a pretty good one. It's like pineapple surprise. Milo has immediately made a beeline for Des with his boob <laughs> mug and is like, fill me up now. Okay. Val would like to be doing shots of moonshine with Des, Hitomi, Milo, that whole group. It's less a shot and more eight ounces for Milo, but sure. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever gets you talking. Milo, do you want to make a sleight of hand check for if you pretend to take shots while people are taking shots? Yes. He doesn't like to do shots, but he does like to drink frequently and uh, in large mm. amounts. Nice. <laughs> Clyde, don't we all? Eleven? Good. Yeah, you, you try to drink your eight ounces of moonshine while people are taking shots. And, like, you take one big gulp because you tipped it too hard. You tipped it too hard. <laughs> and just, like, have a coughing fit and Tuna, like, pats me on the back. Aggie also texts Val and Milo, just give me the high sign if you want me to sober you up a little bit. It's like it's the, you know, the healing stuff. I'm good. Oh, that's brilliant. I didn't even think about that. 
Well, you can heal my hangover tomorrow. How about that? Sober hands, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I think at like nine, uh, Lucas comes in. Like he comes in and like says hi to Aggie and says hi to everyone and comes up to Milo. Is like, did you see Apple and Zach come? Milo shakes his head no. Oh, and then you both get a text from Apple and Zach Rose being like, "Oh, we started watching Battlestar again." Oh. <laughs> it's a setup. They're making out, aren't they? Milo, make a charisma check with disadvantage. <laughs> Six. <laughs> oh, God. God, Apple and Zach Rose spend a lot of time together. Huh. Weird. Weird. Huh. Really good friends, just good pals. Yeah, and then Lucas says. Apple and Zach Rose spend a lot of time together. <laughs> and Milo just shakes his head yes. Yeah. Uh, and Lucas is like, all right, well, I guess I'll I'll go get myself a drink. Does Zach... I don't know what I'm most surprised by. Taylor Swift, the rabbit, or the moonshine. <laughs> all, all of the above. I like, well, I can't drink Taylor Swift. <laughs> Can you drink rabbit? <laughs> that... That was the less funny thing to say, but here, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> I think that Lucas goes straight for the moonshine. I feel like he and Des have some interests in common, so they could probably hit it off. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're both into, like, that Nordic sport where you carry your wife yes. through an obstacle course. Yes. Eric, what? <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> I'm DMing. I can't look this up it. right now. <laughs> So the real key, I think, is if you do a fireman carry as opposed to like you're carrying bread, that really helps you on the on the water sections. Yeah, you have to be a fucking noob to not do the fireman carry. Everybody knows that. Yeah, fucking fucking noob. Uh, <laughs> Milo counts another mug full of moonshine. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, yeah. What do you you all do? Anything? Anything? You're just pardoning on. By the time Lucas showed up, I feel like Val is drunk enough that they are acting like they know him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's very funny. I think Aggie will mostly, you know, keep the the chip bowls full. Like orders pizza at some point, puts the couple like casseroles and dishes and stuff, you know, on the stove. And I'm probably the most regular around Taylor, except for Quinn. So I think I'll chat with them a little bit too and ask Taylor for embarrassing Quinn stories. Yeah, ta- Taylor is like, oh man, you're not gonna believe this. So we were in. We were hanging out with Bony Bear, right? And Bony Bear was like, oh my god, we should make a bonfire. And and then Quinn was like, oh yeah, I've been doing that for my whole life. And I was like, oh my god, no way. So then Kylie, uh, Kylie and I were like, oh my god, that's so crazy. And then Quinn did it, and then she nearly burned down the forest. It was very funny. I can't believe you didn't FaceTime me on how to start fires. I got it! I did it, though! Too no, much. Bon Iver was fine. I mean, bon Iver had to move his mobile home and his other mobile home just away. <laughs> but it was like it was fine, honestly. Well, it was his mobile home and then the mobile home the mobile home he where he keeps all of his synthesizers. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> It's a full, like, camper van for just synthesizers. I think I'll also, if Des has a free moment, I want to show my tool shed because I'm really proud of my pegboard and, like, all the organization I have of my little station. I love that. Yeah, you you can go out there and just, like, I like how there's a subtle, there's a subtle uh, alphabetical organization, but you wouldn't really know that unless you were, it's actually alphabetically organized by type of tool. Exactly. It's Thank like, you. You have. It's like it's the first one is cutting. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> 
Because when you think, oh, I need to do something, I need to turn, I need to cut, I need to pry. Like, you know, mm. you know what I'm talking about. No, I think you get it does. I love that. It's so good. Do you want any moonshine? I still have, I have another jug in my, in my, I have another jug in my motorcycle. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Thank you. Yeah, Lucas drank so much of it. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I think for every two full cups of moonshine that Milo drinks, I will subtly heal him slightly so that he is drunk as opposed to blackout. And Milo is so confused why this is happening, <laughs> why he can't get more drunk. Here's the thing. I've also been switching it just with pineapple juice just to see if it would notice he does not. Oh, Des, <laughs> you're such a friend. It was it was more of a fun joke for me. Happy, happy Christmas. Um, <laughs> happy Christmas to me, even though I don't believe it. I just find that uh, it's more of a fun thing to say around people. It's a very seasonal <laughs> joke. You don't get to say that, you know, whole year round. It's true. Mm. Happy holidays is like... Are you talking about Arbor Day? You just like... It's <laughs> valid. Milo just does that thing, you know, when you're at a party and you're really uncomfortable. So you just go and sit down next to someone and like, don't say anything. You just like sit slightly too close to them so they know something's up. But you like, look straight ahead. <laughs> Who does he sit down next to? January. He just goes and sits down next to January. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very good. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man, what's up? Also, January's holding a bottle of beer in a paw. Just, yeah. <laughs> he's drinking january's drinking miller high life it's so good oh, incredible miller high life's delicious glass bottle or a can oh glass bottle yeah nice oh yeah miles says nothing just nods but i'm sure tuna has a uh something to say to january <laughs> milo's doing that thing where he avoids emotional emotional talks because he has feelings and he doesn't want people to know about it mm, hey did you see that was taylor swift <laughs> Milo nods. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, what's up? What's the what's the emotional thing? And Tuna's like, he's a bad friend. <laughs> 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 oh, is that that's a real? Is that? I'm sorry that your ghost cat said that. <laughs> I'm sorry your ghost cat just said that. That was really that was rude. <laughs> Milo nods. So let's see what's up. What's going on? All right. Well, here's the thing, Milo. Brandon does not it on this audio program. <laughs> hey, man. So, you know, if you are being a bad friend, whatever you're doing, I'm sure that your friend just kind of wants you to know what's up and you should just talk to him about what's what's happening. I'm sure whatever it is, it's not complicated and something you just resolve in a conversation. You know, as a rabbit, I can just kind of look at the moonshine and I just kind of get a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, Julia, what, is, what does Hitomi think of the whole scene? I don't know. Does she know about Val's identity? No, Val has not told Hitomi that they are a superhero. Yes, I was going to ask you. So, yeah, how do you tell Hitomi that everybody, how everybody knows each other? I think Hitomi's just like, so who... Babe, who is ever who is everybody here? How do you know uh, them? Just like you know, when you live in Lake Town City for, you know, since you were a kid, you yeah. you, you know people. Yeah. Is Hitomi from Lake Town City originally? No, Hitomi's actually from uh, Seattle and has oh, okay. moved to Lake Town City for. We haven't talked about her job or anything. 
like coder. She's like a coder, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think she just like, where I think everybody, Lake Town City is still like a little bit of a company town in this way. I think she does like, does very tech things for Moral Corp. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, I build, I build. Like a systems engineer. Yeah, like, like one of those jobs that you know is like complicated, but you have no idea what it actually, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's definitely a coder. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a thing where everybody is in your neighborhood, but these this mix of people make no sense at all. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like uh, my mom knew Aggie's parents, and uh, I met Milo through Aggie, and uh, yeah, and then... And you all yeah. got really close just from that, I guess. Yeah. So surprising. I don't hang out with any people my parents' friends also know. Listen, it's weird because, like, you know, being, being like, Laketon people, it's a small community. We all kind of, like, just know each other. It's like, it's like, you know how you become friends with people just because you, like, live two blocks away from them? It's just easy for you to hang out. It was like that. All right. Okay. Uh, make a charisma roll for cool. me. I was gonna do you give you disadvantage, but then you actually described it pretty okay, so yeah. we're gonna do straight. Is this just charisma or is it like deception? It can be deception if you're okay. really trying to lie. I rolled a 16. If it's cool. just regular charisma, it's a, a 18. That's fine. Two. That's totally cool. fine. Um, yeah, Hitomi's like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's that's weird. I guess um, there are only a few for just such a big city. I guess there's only like a few schools. So like. Yeah, there's like three high schools, and yeah. we all know each other. It's so weird. weird. Yeah, so weird. All right. And yeah, like, I didn't run. go to Gaga or like the the STEM school or anything. Mm, so. I didn't go to Gaga. Oh, I didn't go to Gaga. I just got my my communications degree from SUNY Lake Town City, and that's all I did. Uh, across the room, that sparks Quinn and Taylor to start talking about uh, how many Stromboli's Lady Gaga can eat in one second. That's incredible. It's a lot. <laughs> Information that I need to know. I will revisit that later. Listen, she's just an Italian girl from New Jersey, so it just—it is what it is. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, cool. So I think that this is the party's really getting going. This is like later on in the night. Val is drunk enough that they're just like, "I will lift anyone in this room." My Lucas <laughs> hand. my head. Milo, Milo raises hand. First. Lucas pushes Milo aside to get first. <laughs> <laughs> they just pick up Lucas and start doing like military press. And Lucas is like, oh, hell yeah. You love this. This is good. <laughs> I think at this point, the party's going. Everyone's just having a good time. And then Aggie's front door is thrown open. And Dr. Marho walks in wearing, is. wearing like a coat that's only made for Antarctic explorers. Like it's so heavy and like has like so much fur on the hood. And she's she's carrying a bottle of absinthe in each hand and says, Who didn't who didn't invite me to the party? And January's like, Dr. Morrow! Dr. Like, Morrow! Oh, that's how it that's how it happens. <laughs> I silently take her coat. Yeah, Milo gets up to greet her and takes a bottle of absinthe away from her. (laughs) Val just goes, share that. Share it with me. You need more to share. You have have (laughs) to share it. I'm going to, like, steer her into the kitchen um, under the guise of, like, getting her a plate uh, or Mm -hmm. or water or something and be like, we are going to talk in detail about where you've been for the last week and a half. Uh, But until then, please enjoy my party filled with friends and family who are regular people. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's there. <laughs> oh yeah, also my my sister's she she knows Taylor Swift. Anyway, it's fine. Go ahead. 
Well, you, you're the one who invited a, uh, a sentient rabbit, so I don't think you have any standing on who's normal thing people at this party. He said it was fine. Yeah, January loves to party. He'll say it. <laughs> I, I, I would have asked you, but you've been missing for a week and a half. Oh, Aggie, you worry too much. It's fine. I literally saw a bear carrying remnants of your clothing. Yeah, I really like that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, we can revisit this later, but I... I can tell you right now, I'm right here! Wait, it's a party, they're doing stuff! You might as well be a soundproof uh, soundproof room. Like, uh, here, it's like this. Um, uh, there's a secret jail where we keep all of the villains! No, and it's just like the clattering <laughs> of parties. See, see, nobody cares. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, no, it's, no, it's not true. It's not true. Okay. But uh, I would that would have been a bad thing if people had heard that, but it's not true. Sure. Um, how are you? How'd you get away from that bear? Oh, great. Um, super good, actually. Like, uh, it was the skis. I, I'm very fast. And also, I, I used my, uh, for my time studying with the matadors of Espana, uh, I <laughs> used my jacket as a, uh, as a device to distract the bear. When I realized it was, this was, in fact, a fake bear, not a real bear, and it doesn't act because bears, obviously, uh, are distracted like that, and the programming with the, don't worry. Don't worry about it. The point is, I got away. Lost the jacket, unfortunately. I'm glad you're well. Yeah. Oh, me too. No, I'm great. Uh, we should, let's, let's like, we gotta, like, fuck up that Gutenberg guy. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. He just, he hates me so much. I hope it's, like, for the normal reasons and not for, like, a thing I did. <laughs> You know, like you're on the internet and you're like, ah, oh, they hate me because like I'm a powerful woman. It's like classic internet. But like, did I do a thing that ruined his life? Because it's a guy, you know, it's a guy of like <laughs> Gutenberg. Like, so did I ruin his life through a thing I did instead of just like, oh my god, he hates me because a woman in power. You know, you know, you know how it is. It's definitely worse when you did something. Yeah, it's like you and that council guy. He hates <laughs> shit. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Sorry, are we, it's not like a work thing. It's like always a work thing. I my head's always just kind of going, so it's like a work thing. I, I get it. It's a lifestyle for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'll I'll defend what I did. It's still still you know a bummer, but I had to do it. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Um. Thank you for not letting the museum crash down. There's some stuff in there that would have been bad. Yeah, why is the only way to override the city electrics in your locked office in a locked museum? No, there were other ones, but it got ripped out by the bear. I'm just saying, maybe a few more fail-safes, a few people, <laughs> contacts, you know, some of some wireless devices, perhaps, that we or you or some keepers can keep on them. Oh, wait, wait oh, that's actually a good point. Which, um, you didn't hit all the key fobs, did you? No, just just the one. Which one? Yellow. Just the yellow, and you didn't hit the red one or the blue or the blue one. No, because knowing that that button turned on the power for the entire city, I can only imagine what the fire and or water ones do. <laughs> yes, those are the fire ones and the water ones. Oh no! You know can you I have? Say the, that. Do you have? Can I have it? Do you have it? Can I have it? Can you tell me what they do? She takes a mug, like, on your... I assume you have, like, the little hooks. And she, like, grabs a mug, pours a bunch of absinthe into it, takes it as a full shot. It's like, <laughs> okay. The blue one. I don't tell anybody this. Don't tell this. But I know until January he's going to be so mad. Um, the blue one. 
orders like fifty dollars worth of sushi. <laughs> and the red one. <laughs> you don't want to know more about the the sushi thing. I I know all I need to know about that one. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I get it to you because I get it to the lunch to the office. And then January gets bad because we usually eat sushi together, but sometimes I want sushi for lunch and then I don't do it. Right, right, right. Right. The red one is for emergencies. Can you roll insight on this? Yeah. Or can I persuade her to tell me more? Yeah, do it for insight. 15. Okay, 15. Yeah, the blue one's probably for sushi. And the red one is probably for emergencies. I want to know what that means. I, I don't have to tell you everything. All right, well, here they are, and I'm glad they did not get pushed in my pocket or anything. And mm. I hand them over. They're on, um, like, a key ring in a plastic bag inside a paper bag. That I <laughs> Wonderful. Great. It's drugs. There's drugs in there. <laughs> um, wait, but where's the, where's the, um, where's the lockbox? Uh, that's all I had. Is there other, like, important stuff in there? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just some, some stuff. Who who found who found it first? If it wasn't you, I assumed it was you. Um, Cause oh, I didn't leave the key. Oh, I didn't replace no. that. Did you get the note that said "haha, gotcha" next time? Sure did. Oh, sure yelled I at should. that. <laughs> I needed to replace that. It was a it was a a close thing, and I to be honest, I don't know who got it first. It was all pretty mixed up. I'll I'll ask the folks though. Yeah, there was just, um, it was in a lockbox that had some other stuff in it, and that whole thing was gone. So, I mean, it might have just been, like, in the rubble or got moved around, but I just, if you know where it is, just let me know. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll ask these guys when, uh, they're not drunk on, uh, Des Moonshine. Mm, that's a good shit. It's called, we call it Des Shine. Wow. <laughs> Get it, because it's a, it's a combination of Des's name and Moonshine. Have you ever wanted to meet Taylor Swift, Dr. Morrow? I would love that. <laughs> She's right by the fireplace. Man, Red got me so through some times. So, oh, Taylor! <laughs> you look over and Milo has stood up and from like eight feet away from Taylor's goes, Taylor, I, I could get it to the museum after hours. Also, I don't think this is, <laughs> I don't think this is absent. Val is just steering him away very, very shortly. After Do you that, want some? Like, All right. Let's go outside. Yes. Quinn is coming cool over exhibits. to you. He's like, Quinn is coming over to you. He's like, this would be such a. How cool do you time feel about ghosts? It would be such a cool time for you to fly right now. You should actually. No, no, Quinn. No, what? we're going Quinn. outside. I might want to fly. I want to see him flying. Yes. As, no, as, we're not flying. As Val like pushes me outside, I'm my grappling like, you. My, my left leg turns into gas, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Val, you've pushed Milo outside, um, and Lucas follows closely behind. And Lucas is like, um, hey, Val, can you just, like, can you just give us a second? Yes. Can you make sure that he... Well, uh, can you just make sure he stays still, I guess? <laughs> Milo's just, like, leading to the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I can... I can... I'm a, I'll do my... Yeah, I can All do All right. Okay. Okay. Val goes back inside. Thanks, Val. Yeah. Val, thank you. You're welcome, Milo. So this is like, I, this is like four drink, Milo, right? Luke, Luke, can I call you Luke? It's already happening. 
Do you think Apple and Zach are kissing? What? Our good friends Apple and Zach? Zachary I think they're Rose? kissing. I don't... That doesn't really make any sense. You know what Balsar Galactica does to people, Luke. <laughs> Gross, but true. Okay. Um, hey. Shh. Are, did you put your hand over? I feel like you put your hand on his face. I did. Look at my leg. Hey, Lucas looks down, and it's like invisible. He's like... You're such a fucking idiot. You're so bad at hiding Luke, this stuff. Look, I got, I got, I, I got, saw you phase. I see you fucking. He punches you in the arm. <laughs> I saw you phase through a door, and then you lied to about it to my face. You saw me? I didn't. You didn't. I was standing. Yeah. You remember when you said? First of all, you came out. First of all, fuck. Oh, that sh- that was you. Fuck you with the with the cowl. That of course. Oh my god, it was you with. Yes, you some guy, some guy with ghost powers came and told me to, to told me citizen and told me to stay put, and then you showed up randomly, and I was like, what? And then you ran away, and then I was like, what's Milo doing? And then I saw you phase through a door. Lucas, you're saying a lot of words right now. <laughs> he punches you again. You want to see a ghost cat? Yes. What? <laughs> here, here, touch my shoulder. He puts a hand on your shoulder. And then Tuna's like, oh, mm, you finally talked about your feelings, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And Lucas is like, oh my god, that's your cat. That cat died like three years ago. I know, it's really annoying that it's still around. Oh my god, I'm sure your dad loves that. No, my dad doesn't know, don't tell him anything. Okay, so, okay. So who who knows? Uh, You. um, Okay. I have tried to impress Quinn on multiple okay. occasions. Right. <laughs> Has not gone well. I think I lost my chances with Taylor. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, so Taylor knows you have powers? Oh, I thought we were talking about my love life. Wait. No, what? my God. All right. Okay. <laughs> There's you. Milo, who oh. knows you have powers? Oh, oh, oh. Um, well, Dr. Morrow does, of course. Dr. Morrow. The mayor, Dr. Morrow, super boss? Dr. Morrow knows everything. Have you, did you not read the, the biographies that I gave uh, you? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like as close to omnipresent as you can get. Yeah, that's true. Um, Quinn. Okay. Uh, Taylor doesn't. Okay. Tuna <laughs> does. Okay. So then if that was you there... Who are the Who are the other? Who's the preserver, and Volcani, and that girl who can and who can stick to walls with the mask? It's a secret. He punches you again, you, Milo. I swear to fucking God, you already lied to me once. Who are they? I didn't. I, I'm not lying to you now. I'm protecting people and you. You just lied to my face. I'm your best friend, and you lied to me that you had powers. I said, Milo, this is your chance. It's only the thing, and you didn't. Yeah, I lied then. I'm not lying now. Now I'm just protecting. Fucking. Okay, so you are I that guy killing you. You. I'm not gonna get. Who's gonna hurt me? If if people know that you know things, then like they're gonna come after you to get to me or oh other folks. Does that make me your lowest lane? 
<laughs> yeah, God. it does. <laughs> I look so bad in a pencil skirt, you fucking asshole. I think you look great. Really highlights your delts. He punches you three <laughs> times. <laughs> You're such a nerd. All right. Don't lie to me again. One, don't lie to me again. Tell me when this stuff happens. I took I'm your switch last in. week. I'm sorry. Great. Not about everything, just about power things. Please. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And two... Oh, God. Just don't do anything that will get you hurt, okay? What if I ever do anything to get anyone... Come on. Let's go talk to Taylor. <laughs> he punches you in the stomach <laughs> and walks inside. <sighs> Aggie, you threw a great party, and it didn't. Yeah. wasn't just because Taylor Swift showed up. Thank you. I sent everybody home with a handmade peppermint bark. Ooh. Yeah. As Milo's wrapping up at the party, helping... You know, in his head, he's trying, he's helping clean up, but really he's Not just sort all. of like moving one cup to another area and then <laughs> <laughs> moving it back. And he's like, Val, Val, pick me up. Wait, like, like carry you? You want to be carried? Yeah, I want to be ca- Val, pick me up. Like a, like a baby? No, like, like a strong, like a strong oh, thing. Oh, okay, okay. Lucas says, pick him up like a wife carrying guy. <laughs> okay, over the shoulders into a fireman carry. <laughs> So Val lets Milo down, and like as he's heading out the door, Val's just like, "All right, hold on. How'd you get here? Do I need to take your keys?" And just like goes into his pocket to grab no, his keys. I don't even have. I I have a house key, and it, there's I have a key to my my expensive comic books. Um, there's a whole key the, to your expensive key. comic books. They're in a lockbox. Okay. Don't, shh, don't tell anyone that. All right. Uh, uh, and I got the key to the museum, but I t- I don't I just you know. Can I slide a hand it? Yeah, roll roll right. sleight of hand to check Milo's pockets. <laughs> I rolled a 19 plus 4. Oh yeah, my man. god. <laughs> you get in there, you take all of Milo's keys. All right. Yeah, Milo, do you have the locket and the ID card on you? In different pockets, but yeah. Yeah, I think that you you swipe them. Yeah, I I don't think Val understands like what they are and I think that they probably assume that the ID card is like Milo's ID card for the museum mm. but the locket kind of catches their interest and they kind of like slip that into their pocket being like alright uh, not like not like I'm going to steal and pawn this but this seems like a weird thing to, <laughs> to have in your pocket and then returns Milo's keys and be like alright make sure you take like a, a ride chair home Taylor you need a ride? This is okay. That's that's too weird. Let's she, let's get you into here? like a cab. Here's the thing: Taylor disappeared like 15 minutes before everybody started leaving. She Irish goodbye to you all so hard. Nice. Aggie whispers, "I respect it." <laughs> Taylor Val Taylor left. I didn't. Yeah, it's okay. All right, let's get you home. Let's put you in a car. Did she follow you guys on Instagram? She followed me on Instagram. That's very cool. Uh, she made an account for sushi, and sushi now has a hundred thousand <laughs> Instagram followers. Incredible! <laughs> yeah, Lucas is once again trying to chat up Quinn. Quinn is—I don't know if I've ever seen someone look at their phone so much and so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working, but yeah, that it all wraps like, up. Do you also need a ride, Lucas? Because you could probably go with Milo. Yes, thank you, please. All right, I'll put you both in a cab. Cool. Uh, January has done Casey at the bat three times and uh, Dr. Morrow (laughs) puts an arm over January's shoulder and an arm over Dez's shoulder. (laughs) Like, come on, boys. We're heading home. 
<laughs> That's adorable. adorable. Yeah. And then they just walk out into the night. And yeah, there you go, Aggie. Your house is once again partyless. Yeah. Ears ring. I really enjoy putting all the stuff away. I put on some Almond Brothers, some Doobie Brothers, just to mix them all up. And then tomorrow I'll just text everyone to thank them for coming. Yeah. You then realize that Quinn has fallen asleep on the floor in your kitchen. <laughs> we have a procedure for this. I <laughs> pick her up, put her on the couch, put a blanket over her, take her shoes off, and plug her phone in. While she's in your arms, she's like, she wakes up for a second and she's like, what if I, what if they called me Sticky Girl? <laughs> Keep trying. We'll find one. Okay. Val didn't like sticky hands. <laughs> I think we can do better. Okay. Maybe uh, we just need to keep the word sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So that is December. And when New Year's happens, it is 20XX plus one. Happy 20XX plus one. Let's do some entanglements, y'all. Yay. Ooh. So, Aggie, this is something that you suggested during the meeting episode a few episodes back. Is your New Year's resolution to have some sort of like awareness or patrol to your being around, not just like waiting for someone to throw the proverbial bat signal in the air? Yeah, I want to get more proactive from the sense of like, I don't want to show up like we had to at SUNY and be in a disaster that's halfway in the making, but also just to stay more in touch with other people in my life besides um, my superhero friends, because it's been a lot of that for a while. So um, I think I probably on like two or three days after New Year's text some friends or like go visit some people that I know in various neighborhoods. Mm. Like I know, you know, the clerk at one of the Astros really well. I know the guy that uh, maintains the like giant mountain lobster sign, which requires a lot of materials. <laughs> so um, I think I just kind of like mine my network, you know, and like try to come up with some contacts that I can ask to just kind of keep me posted on how things are going in their sector. Wonderful. Mountain Lobster Joe. He's the one that takes care of it. I like that you have a community network now. I do think that this takes a lot of time and effort on your part. Yeah, yeah. So like this is now... I don't know if you have any free time. I don't know if you had any before, but like you just don't have any free time. And that's something that you just will come up later, but I have no mechanical penalty for you right now. But first, I will give you the choice of which of these things you'll happen because you might have been the first one for it to come upon. So here's what we're going to do. The three of you are going to roll 3d10 like we do usually, and then I will give you a little bit of clues of an Aggie. You'll go first and you can pick. Just go after these little clues about which one you want to do. Okay. I got 8, 3, 2. 1, 2, 6. 3, 7, 5. Great. So, Aggie, I'm just going to give you the places because of your community outreach. These things are happening over the entire winter, so these are happening in different times. This is more about just, Amanda, you can pick which one of these things. Uh, there seems to be a large crowd gathering at uh, one of the parks in the city. There seems to be some criminal activity happening at um, the Thornhill Coffee Shop, like, the prime one. I don't know <laughs> if you've been in New York City. There's that really, really fancy Starbucks on like 8th Avenue that's like, this is where the roasting happens. It's like so elaborate. And so so this is like the flagship Thornhill Coffee store. And then uh, someone's throw it doing some strange stuff at Dr. Morrow's house. I think I'll go with the crowd. Okay, we'll start with that one. 
So, Aggie, this is like in January. It's still bitter cold. Um, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. What does January do during January? Is it like his birthday month? Yeah, it's his birthday month. Excellent. Yeah, he he declares it his birthday month and he just like parties all. What a good rabbit. I make him a sweater that has like in the periodic table styling a J, a big J and a little Y. Like that's Ooh, his element. That. Yeah. That's, so, that's so adorable. All right. So uh, this is January, middle of January. It's like bitter cold, but still in Lake Town City, as long as the wind chill isn't below zero, we can still go, go outside, right? So you're at one of the public parks nearby, and there seems to be like a gathering of people surrounding, and someone has put an old-timey stagecoach in the middle of the public park. Interesting. I'm going to just like amble up and take a look. You're wearing your preserver costume, right? I am, yeah. But I'm kind of keeping my, my head down and I have like a big parka. So I feel like I'm semi-incognito. Okay. But I have my like uh, my hat is shielding my face. Yeah. And I think then it goes like, Introducing the new wonder drug from Painkiller Larson and Big Jeff. And stepping out of the stagecoach is uh, what looks to be a mid-30s uh, white band with long scraggly hair and a white cowboy hat riding a brown grizzly bear and he's like hello y'all my name is painkiller larson i'm the best doctor this side of the mississippi but don't let the mainstream media tell you about that and this right here is my good friend big jeff big jeff you say hello you say hello to the audience there and big jeff goes and then everyone's like oh my god wow a bear can talk oh my god and they all clap I can just fucking know. <laughs> I'll tell you, Liz, I know that you all got the sniffles. It's getting cold out there. But what you can do is you can have Painkiller Lawson and Big Jeff's suppository, both in the mouth and in the other place, way of keeping the cold away. I call it my wonder drug. Or is better it? yet, get your seasonal flu shots. And then I like walk uh, across sort of in front of uh, the bear and cowboy between him and the crowd. Um, and I'm like, so sorry, folks. There was a permit mix up. Uh, we don't have a commercial license for the sale of things here. Also, get your flu shot. And don't trust people who say the phrase mainstream media. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful day. Here oh, in it Lake sounds Town City. that we have here. We have a nice sale. Someone who wants to put a needle in your body. You know what? Who also had needles? Hellraiser. Who was a monster? <laughs> Instead, you could be eating a pill or putting it in your in the privacy of your own home in your butt. Can I do my emissary of peace? <laughs> yeah, Doc. Well, so how are you going to calm this situation? I think I just want with my, like, uniformed ranger, you know, like, I look like a parks employee and sort of send people on their way. And I'm used to dispelling kind of crowds of middle schoolers. So hopefully, you know, this works. <laughs> and then I'll turn to the, I think I'll actually just, like, pet the bear and have the bear chill. And at the same time, say to painkiller Larson, oh, are you, did you come into town from somewhere else? Do you have a, a retail presence here on the ground? And just try to kind of like distract him into like a one-on-one combo. Into talking about logistics and permits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, let's just do this role. He is a resolute fella. I think you need to get a 16 to have him caught up in the minutia of his performance. Cool, so I'm going to make a charisma check. Yes. You can, you can do this persuasion because this is part of your emissary of peace. 13 plus, that is a 17. 
Yeah. Ah, yeah. Did it. I, I think that <sighs> you standing it out, you he then be like, hey, I filed with the Department of Parks, and I have a permit for a demonstration you know, and all the things. I keep telling them to change that. There is the Parks Department, and then there is the Department of Parks and Wildlife, and those two things, confusingly, are different. Which one did you do? Do you have this receipt in your email, maybe? I mean, I can go look in the stagecoach. I got hold on. And then he goes back in the stagecoach and has to argue with Aggie. And while you're doing that, the crowd disperses. And be like, no, wait, I have all these things. I got pills. I have syrups. I have little <laughs> tiny mushrooms. You can just pop into your mouth. No, please. It's all, it's all perfectly nature. Why? Wait. God. Lady. Lady, you have a lot of nerve coming in here and... <laughs> You have a lot of nerve coming in here and ruining my legitimate business. Unless you are literally from the 1830s, I have no sympathy for quacks. God damn it. Let's let's ride, Big Jeff. Cha! <laughs> just gallop away. <laughs> I think I stand there with my hands on my hips for a good five minutes, just kind of watching him go. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Milo, this is like the beginning of February. It's like it's just snowed and it's like also raining a little bit. It's just wet and gross and like chills you down to the bone as if you were dead. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> um, you go over to Dr. Morrow's place and she's like, oh, my God, thank. Ugh, I just like I don't have enough time to deal with this and it's ruining my whole day. Can you just look? And she points to like a, in her office that she has a big screen. There's a person with a plague doctor mask no. uh, on screen. Really, no. it looks like it's a. Uh, it's one of those. It's it's like someone sent her a VHS tape and like she just keeps playing <laughs> this video. Someone's she's like someone play this video and I don't know what to do and I cannot handle it. The guy's wearing a plague doctor mask with just a gray like flannel suit on. No, he also has a big yellow pad and a big black marker. And in, like, the garbled, like, computer voice, it says, Dr. Morrow, I have seen when you are going to die. It is within the year. I know as the actuary. And it's then he turns the pad around, and um, he's written, Dr. Morrow will die this year on it. <laughs> and right now, it's just a video. Well, Dr. Morrow, if there's one thing, one evil in this world that I would like to defeat, it's math. So... <laughs> Math and statistics. How do I solve this problem for you? Can you just like, uh, am I gonna die this year? Can you figure this out? No, you're not gonna die. <laughs> Why would you die this year? This this guy just the wrote actuary it on, said so. He just wrote it on a legal pad. Who cares? When I get a well, when I get a video saying I'm gonna die this year, it usually freaks me out. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying it's not accurate. Do you know where this guy uh, is? No, I just got this video. Okay. Well, is my best approach here than to just like distract her with a good, cool movie or something? <laughs> so, well, yeah, if you want to just like distract her, I'll give you role performance to try to make her feel better. Would Dispel Magic do anything on this video? <laughs> That's perfect. I actually love that. Yeah, let's do Dispel Magic. So Milo's like, oh, okay, just oh, it's going to be okay. This is all BS. And then he like waves his hand over the VHS tape. <laughs> and you see two little ghost hands just go in there like little uh, like little elves and just like manipulate the tape. I like that. It's like looking to see if this is actual prognostication. I love that. Let's say that this is a fifth level spell. So make a DC 15 check for your spell casting ability. Just straight up. Yeah. 
13 plus 7 for 20. Wonderful. Nice. So it's 20. So the ghost hands go in there and it like looks all around. It's looking for this is actual prediction and prognostication. Hey, there's nothing there. This isn't, it's just a, someone was a jerk and sent a videotape to Dr. Morrow to freak her out. I explained that to Dr. Morrow. Look, this is nothing. This is just a literal tape. So some, some asshole may come after you, but you have three superheroes and a Dez and a January around. I think it'll be okay. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I just haven't really felt secure since someone, I don't know what happened, like, in the time since, you know, someone broke into my office and took, like, some precious stuff from me. So I've just been feeling a little, a little shaken up. Who broke into your office? What do you mean? Yeah, it was, like, when, around the mama, the, when the, the, the bear, the 8-bit bear was trying to destroy the, the museum. It's just, like, it, I had some valuables in there. Um, I, I assume that something messed up. It, I, nothing's been, it hasn't turned up in the months since then, so. I, I Are they, like, know. dangerous, or, like, do we need to no, look No, like, pers- just personal stuff. That's what really freaks me out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what was it? Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of private, Milo. I just. Okay. The point is, thank you. I appreciate, I, this, I call the guy who can talk to ghosts to tell me if I'm gonna die. <laughs> That's a good policy to have. It's good. And hey, I'm not going to die this year. That's a good thing to know. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> and Milo winks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Dr. Morrow's like, ha ha. I like that dark humor. And she winks back. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. All right, let's do Val. Aggie texts you and is like, hey, I got something's happening at the Thornhill Coffee Prime. <laughs> and you just get sent there. It's like, they didn't have a lot of details on it. Just like something bad was happening. So you go down there and it's just like, it's all glass windows. And like, you just see people running around in there, like stomping all over the opulence, like kicking over these coffee tables and like jumping off of these tufted seats. Oh, hell yeah. Punk as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One one of the glass walls is broken because you see that there is a, um, there is like a fully masked figure inside that's wearing a hockey mask. So like, like a, a goalie mask because you can't see uh, what they look like. It's Jason. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're just wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And they're running around this, the Thornhill coffee. And it looks like you hear like a vacuuming sound, like a, like a sucking. And then you see that like. As they turn towards one of the, like, five coffee bars in there, all of the coffee and all of the coffee cake and pastries are just flying towards them and going <laughs> into the hockey mask. This, and just keeps sucking all of it up. And there's a barista, like, runs past you and, like, they're eating everything! There's no co- There's not going to be any coffee left! <laughs> all right, Val walks in is like, you know, fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, they just they ignore you and go over to like one of the other the other coffee bars. That's where they only have espresso, and then just start sucking up all the espresso. How big is the hole in which they are sucking things into? They are sucking it into their face, so it is going like into and through the hockey mask. Okay, which I guess has like the if there was like a grate, it has like that ripped out. I think what Val's gonna do is grab like a serving tray you know like a waitress would carry drinks on and just kind of press it up against the mouth so it gets stuck i love that so i'm gonna roll plus three because that's their sucking ability okay so then you can do strength cool i'm raging so wonderful that's 13 
Okay, I got a 14. Damn it. So <laughs> you press the the tray into their face and they go, and then it's like someone kicked a vacuum into higher gear. It goes, and eats the tray and then sprints away from you, just sucking the rest of the food up in this uh, Thornhill Prime and then runs away through the front door. I guess I'll tackle them. Yeah, do it. Before they leave, sure. I rolled an 18. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, you, as they try to run away, you tackle them to the ground. I think I just angle their face upwards so that there's nothing like yeah. in the path of their sucking. <laughs> They're sucking into the air. I think eventually as someone like tries to get restraints on them, uh, I want you to make a perception check. Perception. I'm not good at that. What? Uh, that's a six. Okay. As you're trying to figure out what to, what to do next, and Dr. Morrow walks you through where they put the people who cause crimes with powers, you look back and you, you hear, Voom! and you look and you see that their hands are free because they just ate their restraints. What? <laughs> and then they book it, and they're just gone. No! <laughs> On Seven and a Half News, it's Volcani gets eaten up by eating villain? Question. That's the lead story. This is what happens when I don't just knock people out. <laughs> This is not a meditation on spring. This is not a meditation on the world blooming after winter. This is not a meditation on feeling like the world is coming back to life or taking off your jacket like a snake shedding its skin, sloughing off lovesick February and lion-toothed March to reveal your better self underneath. It's not. Don't worry. This is not a story about looking at flowers, the beautiful yellows and pinks and purples that now populate the former white. Some might call it paint on a blank canvas or music filling a musical staff. I'm not. That's not what this is. This is also not a warning from state parks and state lands and elsewhere to leave wild plants and flowers alone, no matter how much you want to take them with you. And the New York Protective Native Plants Program, created in 1989, is not a metaphor for enjoying wonder in its own place and how humanity has to touch instead of just looking children at a museum. This is about looking at the flora up close, the delicate white petals that are named the bloodroot, the yellow clusters of the wild parsnip that leave you vulnerable to the nastiest sunburns for years to come, the spring beauty, which basically looks all pink, but when you get right down close to it, you realize the flower is white with pink stripes, barcodes almost, but it's nature, so it's not. Though, this could be about the other things as well. Spring is a bouquet arranged by a blind florist. But it's sweet you got me flowers at all. <laughs>